Quebec has the most comprehensive regulatory framework for agricultural lands among all the Canadian provinces. Um, the legislative structure was set up in the late 1970s under the first Parti Québécois government. And uh, about 4.7% of the province's territory is set aside under provincial law as protected agricultural land. This podcast is brought to you by Dentons. We are the largest law firm in the world with offices in more than 200 locations across 80 countries available to support you everywhere you do business. We are a law firm that embraces change and can help you grow, protect, operate, and finance your organization, which is why Dentons is organized to offer more than just legal insight. We're here to help you find business solutions in a seamless fashion across the globe. Hello, bonjour. My name is Stephen Lloyd. I'm a partner in the Montreal office of Dentons Canada, and I'm joined today by Ryan Holland from Dentons Iowa and my colleague in Montreal, James Proctor. We're going to speak to you today about investing in agricultural lands. With the ongoing uncertainty in valuations for retail and office properties, many investors are exploring alternative real estate classes, such as timberlands and agricultural lands. Ag lands in particular have been generating some very interesting returns recently. Ryan, can you comment on some of the global trends? Yes, sure. Many global institutional investors, such as pension funds, like to keep a percentage of farmlands in their portfolio due to steady counter-cyclical returns and low volatility. Some indicators show long-term returns of 6-7%. to In the U.S., most farmland is still owned or leased by the farmers that cultivate those lands, but there's a pretty well-developed market for non-farmer investors in agricultural lands. It's not quite that simple, is it? Buying an interest in ag lands is not the same as buying an interest in a commercial real estate uh, rental property, for example. Yeah, of course, you're right. Depending on the jurisdiction, the regulation of agricultural lands can be pretty intense. You definitely need legal advice to invest in farmland real estate. Iowa is very much an agricultural state. We have an assortment of local restrictions on land use and state level rules on the type of entity that can own an interest in farmland and on parcel sizes. The goal generally is to favor and support the classic family farm. However, it is possible to structure an investment in this class of real estate by outside investors. We have a number of very active farmland REITs in the US that allow for more general investment participation in these ag lands. So how flexible are these land use rules in, in Iowa? If the highest and best use of the ag lands changes, can you convert their use to something else, say industrial or commercial? No, it truly varies from jurisdiction to jurisdiction. Some are more amenable to changes in zoning classifications. However, some jurisdictions are very protective of productive farm ground. Even where a commercial or industrial property may be beneficial to the locality economically or for tax purposes, there are jurisdictions that operate from a presumption that the land should remain farm ground. Hmm. So James, what's, what's the lay of the land for agricultural lands in Quebec? Well, Quebec has the most comprehensive regulatory framework for agricultural lands among all the Canadian provinces. Um, the legislative structure was set up in the late 1970s under the first Parti Québécois government. And uh, about 4.7% of the province's territory is set aside under provincial law as protected agricultural land. Um, that number is deceptive. 
Um, when you take James Bay and the upper North Shore of Quebec out of the equation, because a lot of that land in the north is not really arable, um, fully 17.8% of Quebec's southern landmass is CPTAQ designated. Wow, 17.8%. That's a whole lot of lands. So, so what does it mean exactly, CPTAQ designated? Well, provincial law sets up the Commission de Protection de Territoire Agricole, or CPTAQ, which is the governmental body charged with overseeing all transactions related to these lands um, and with applying all the rules set out in the statute. Okay, so what are, what are some of these rules, James? Well, there's, there's an extremely complicated regulatory structure with extensive jurisprudence which applies to CPTAQ lands. Um, the primary rule is that these lands may not be used for non-agricultural purposes. So in other words, uh, use of the lands for residential, commercial, industrial, institutional, or even ecological purposes is prohibited. So what about cannabis? Can you grow cannabis on CPTAQ lands? Yes, uh, provided, of course, that the cannabis producer respects all other federal or municipal bylaws um, and laws. Um, agricultural use for the CPTAQ includes more than just growing standard crops in the earth like corn or carrots. It includes uh, greenhouse growing uh, as well as raising livestock, even though these uses could really be carried out on any lands. Um, as you know, there's more and more of a push to grow some crops as well close to markets in urban areas, uh, such mm -hmm. as on rooftop greenhouses, for example, or in warehouses. So soil quality is really important for growing crops in the earth, but CPTAQ lands are not all lands with good quality soil. So James, how flexible is the regime then? Can you apply to the commission to have your land dezoned and, and opened up for use for something else? Yes, um, the conditions for dezoning are so restrictive though that it's only very rarely accepted. Uh, many people have tried throughout the years, but the total amount of CPTAQ lands is still within 0.1% of the total area originally set up for protection by the government. So James, what about non-farmers? Can a non-farmer own an interest in ag lands in Quebec? Do we have any farmland REITs that are active in Quebec or Canada? You don't, you don't have to be a farmer to own an interest in farmlands in Quebec. Uh, there are some residency requirements but there are starting to be some financial investors who do hold an interest in these assets. What are some of these other restrictions then? Well, fundamentally, you're not allowed to subdivide these lands. So one of the main exceptions to this provided in the law is where a farmer wants to set aside a portion of the farmland for their personal farmhouse. Um, the whole regime is very much geared towards protection of the small family farm model, a bit like the Iowa rules. Interesting. But as you know, Quebec farmlands only make up 5% of Canada's farmlands. The biggest farming operations are in the Western provinces. Alberta, Saskatchewan, and Manitoba, Manitoba together make up more than 81% of croplands in Canada. And while they have some rules on subdivision, these other regions with their highly valuable ag lands impose much lighter, if any, legal restrictions on their use. So from an investor's perspective, wouldn't all those restrictions make Quebec farmlands less attractive? You would think, Ryan, but not necessarily. Even with all these restrictions, the value of Quebec farmlands keeps going up, just like everywhere else. As well, things have 
changed significantly since the 1970s here. The legal regime in Quebec might, there be, might, might therefore be due for some reform. In 1976, there was 51,500 farms in Quebec. Now there's a little more than half that amount at 28,000 farms. The Quebec agribusiness sector is also much less ag land dependent. It is roughly made up of one third crops and two thirds livestock, mainly dairy, dairy cattle, hogs, and pigs. Remember how we said at the beginning that 4.7% of Quebec is set aside exclusively for ag purposes? No less of an authority than the UPA, the main agricultural lobby in Quebec, has acknowledged that in fact, less than 2% of the province is even usable for agricultural purposes. So it sounds like you may actually have too much land set aside in Quebec exclusively for ag purposes. Is anyone there calling for change? Yes. Of the 1,100 or so municipalities in Quebec, fully 951 of them have a portion of their territory set aside by the province as designated CPTAQ lands. These municipalities are some of the more vocal advocates for change. They are seeing, seeing very clearly that many of these restricted ag lands may in fact have a higher and better use whether for development or in some cases for ecological protection. I've certainly seen signs of change as well, whether it's in media reports about the development pressures on semi-rural or semi-suburban municipalities around Montreal, for example, or whether it is in actual decisions in, from the CPTAQ itself, which are starting to evolve. Yes, there's clearly something going on here. Some might see it as an opportunity. If you're interested in pursuing ag land investments, whether in Quebec, Iowa, or anywhere around the world, please feel free to give us a call to help you assess the legal side of the transaction.